Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. A listener's been in touch on 461995 to say, are they cutting the fuel allowance, Joe? I'm frozen and I'm cocooning and I think it's unbelievable, especially now when the weather is meant uh, to be uh, cool enough up until at least Thursday. Well, uh, stay with us because uh, we may be able to get some answers uh, on that in the next hour of this morning's Limerick today. Well, with much of the country working from home since the beginning of lockdown and into the foreseeable future, how can people work well remotely and keep work information safe as 31% of remote workers admit they have had their passwords compromised. We're joined on the line by Michael Garvey of DGD Shredding, based locally, and Pat Brown uh, of Monster Images to talk about the importance of GDPR and protecting data. And you're both uh, very welcome. Uh, Good morning to you. Um, Pat, we have heard, um, unfortunately, of a couple of local examples recently of very serious hacking of Zoom calls and um, in one instance we believe that the hack was actually involving child pornography. So this is clearly a big issue. Uh, Yeah, it is. It's a big issue and what's happening at the moment is that Zoom themselves have realised this is a big deal and it's, it's going to cause them issues. So they are taking steps to tighten up the security. So it's much more difficult for that to happen now than it was even just a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Very worrying, though. It, it's very worrying. And again, um, they've turned on things like you have to have a password. What was happening was people were saying we're having our you know, department meeting or something. They're putting it up online, putting it on Facebook with the link to join the meeting. <clears throat> and then anyone could technically jump in on that meeting if they didn't have passwords on it. So it was kind of a combination of the default security wasn't turned on and also... Um, people weren't using the options that were there. So what is your advice about passwords? Well, at the moment, what you're talking about, people's passwords being compromised, is basically where somebody else finds out what your password is and can access your information. It could be your email, it could be whatever else it is. And the main way that that's happening is that you're telling other people in the family if they're using your work laptop, which you're not supposed to do, uh, if you're letting other people use it. Um, your company, if you're using a company machine, would have security things in place that stops you installing software and doing all that kind of stuff. It's more dangerous for people who have their own laptop because, for example, a prime uh, reason pe- which people's machines and passwords get infected and get accessed is they let their kids use their computers. So the kids go to a website for looking at whatever the kids want to look at. They download software onto your machine, which isn't um, isn't been screened, has hacks built into it to grab this information and that's what happens to your computer and that's how these passwords get out. Mm. And the other thing is that if you are using a work computer, that could create all sorts of disciplinary issues for you. Exactly. All companies have a policy as to how the computers are supposed to be used and letting another person use the machine. Now, if if work is set up correctly, the kids, for example, wouldn't be able to put stuff on. But if you visit certain websites and so on, they can do what's called an injection attack is they can drop code onto your machine and that can cause all sorts of problems for you. So it's just a question of of being careful, basically. And do you regularly change the password anyway? Yes, that's the other thing. And the other problem people have is they use the same password for everything. So your email password is your bank password, is your 
Facebook password. You know, you're supposed to use different passwords for different things so that if one gets compromised, you have what's called compartmentalization where, okay, they might get my Facebook account, but that's not the same login for my online banking or my whatever else that I'm using as well. And presumably as well, the passwords should have a number of characters, should be upper and lower case, uh, should have numbers and letters. Those are designed for what's called a brute force attack, where somebody tries to guess your password. Unfortunately, if you've allowed software to be installed where they can effectively see your password, it doesn't matter how complicated you make it. They're, they're literally key logging or they're recording your screen and they can see exactly what you're typing in. I see what so, you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they get around it that way. Yeah. But yes, definitely a complex password and regular changes is, is a good start. Uh, Michael Garvey of DGD Shredding. It's one of the most difficult things to keep a handle on in this pandemic, isn't it? Um, security of computers, uh, security of documents. Uh, yeah, it, it is. I suppose, like for many people, this has become a kind of rapid change in response to the pandemic. Um, so, so I suppose there was always a certain number of people that were working from home on a full-time or part-time basis. But um, people kind of, I suppose, with, with, with kind of some shutdowns and, and, and kind of changes to work practices, um, have kind of, like, kind of hardly readied themselves for it. And um, from it, like, I suppose, one of the main things when it comes to data protection is even with this, the data protection laws still apply. And the Data Protection Commissioner has issued some guidance on their website and they, they have a graphic as well done up, which is kind of, like, downloadable that you can kind of disseminate to employees that gives a bit of guidance in relation to a few things to be kind of conscious of and steps to take for kind of devices, emails, the cloud and network access and then kind of paper records. But for, for, for a lot of people, I suppose, you know, when you're when you're in your your normal workplace environment, there's a lot of controls and procedures and um, like measures in place to protect data. For most people working at home, your kitchen table is now your, your, your new workplace and you, you might necessarily like think of it in the same way you, you know in, uh, as you would in, inside work so from a paper records perspective you know like uh, the data the documents that you're using um can contain sensitive information and others in the household technically shouldn't have access to them now i know most of them probably wouldn't have much interest in them but from a data protection perspective it's just you and people within your organization um so they should be kind of controlled so when not in use they should really be kind of locked away kind of securely um, in, in addition to obviously protections with um, like uh, uh, unwork laptops and devices and everything that you're using. Um, and, and how are you uh, continuing to serve clients? Because I presume one of the difficulties is if somebody prints something confidential at yeah. home, then the whole shredding exercise that you're involved in at their base could be uh-huh. compromised. Um, well, it, I suppose people are quite innovative with this. So, like, for a lot of our, the organisations, so we are still functioning because we do a lot of um, work for government departments um, who are providing essential services, such as the HSE. So we're still supporting them. Um, for companies that, 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 that aren't necessarily operating, but people are working remotely, um, a lot of employees will have access temporarily or periodically to, to, to offices to um, get supplies or weapons that they need kind of, kind of a like pop in, get get a few bits, um, and a lot of companies are are, are utilizing that, that opportunity for people to bring back uh, paper records that are that are for storage or for just for just for shredding. Like so, um, we've kind of some like larger sites kind of set up kind of centralized kind of shredding little bases in, in their operations for for guys to come back and, and deposit that stuff, as well as uh, like smaller like SME sectors that like you know we we always have um, people we have a drop in service that people. 
um, kind of like professionals working from home would have always kind of utilised. So there's kind of a hybrid of kind of approaches that um, are taken. Um, but like, look, to a certain extent, when it comes to kind of build up a paper record, you can't like you can't store a certain amount of it. Obviously, in light of the um, uh, what's going on at the minute, and but the most important thing is that like at the first opportunity that you dispose of them correctly, and 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 especially kind of I suppose for paper records, you're talking shredding. Um, uh, to a, like a, a like a ver- like as a verified yeah. of destroying the data, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you both very much, Michael Garvey of DGD Shredding and Pat Brown of Monster Images uh, for those excellent tips this morning. Call Limerick today now on forty six nineteen ninety five.